0: The comments and statements made within the show are the opinions of the commentators and their guests have not been evaluated by the FDA are in a no way attempt to diagnose, treat, mitigate, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. The contents of the show are not to be construed as medical advice. If you have a health condition or health concern, please contact a licensed, qualified healthcare practitioner. Oh, my. What have you found, Franny? Let's see what they say. Latest and greatest, Uh, uh, you found more. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Excellent sleuthing, Fran. Fran, I think this is a new case for the Supplement Super Sleuth. Dig, Franny, dig. Time to go down the rabbit hole and see what we can find. Goodness, where are we? Aha, take a look at this. Hi there, everyone. How are you doing? Supplement Super Sleuth here. Today is our favorite things. Fun, fun, fun. I'm just going to jam just a little bit. (laughs) So I hope you're all um, having a great day today. And before I dive into our favorite things for this episode, um, I just wanted to let you all know that i'm gonna be making some updates to how i air the podcast changing the format just a tiny bit uh this podcast is gonna last around 20 maybe 30 minutes probably more like 20 minutes i'm hoping that these shorter bursts of info on a more regular basis will keep you all plugged into what's happening and um give you some insight yeah um also just so you know a lot of the herbs um that I'm going to be covering in our favorite things can also be found in the blog uh on my website at www.watersedgewellness.com and um we have an herb of the month blog and please make yourself comfortable with that um we're just doing a lot of these herbal fun info pieces um, as both written and um, verbal. So so there we go. All right. So today, um, our favorite things, um, which, of course, um, is something that I, I really can't underscore enough with all of you, is that... We, uh, we herbalists, but me, myself, have herbs that I've been dancing with, if you will, for a very long time, 30 years. Some of them are Western, some of them are not Western, <laughs> uh, and they're herbs that have been in my life and in my practice for a really long time. I'm very comfortable with them, um, but there's a lot of research on many of these herbs, so you know my willingness to want to share them all with you is so that you can get familiar with them as well too so the whole point of our favorite things is really just to share that familiarity about the herbs about you know nutraceuticals in general um, amino acids um, foods that are superfoods all right so with that let me um, let me bounce into what we're going to be doing today. So our favorite thing today is stinging nettle herb and leaf. So stinging nettle is a perennial herb, also known as a weed. (laughs) It really can get in there, start growing and not leave an area that it's fond of. So that's, we call them weeds, but they really are um, nature's way of giving us a lot of bounty uh, relative to Plants that help us, you know, that are our helper, helper plants. Um, this particular plant called stinging nettle is found growing wild throughout temperate zones, both in both hemispheres. It's a worldwide plant, which says a lot, right? Um, as an herb of commerce, stinging nettle is grown, uh, you know, specifically to um, <clears throat> Make money in Albania, uh, Bulgaria, Hungary, Germany, the former USSR, and the former Yugoslavia. It's lightly cultivated in Europe and the United States. The name Urtica dioica—that's Latin for stinging nettle. Or Urtica comes from the Latin verb ureri, um, uh, which means to burn. Okay, and that's because of the stinging hairs. So if you have ever gone on a hiking trip in the spring or summer and brushed up against a stinging nettle, you really feel it. Um, it, it can, it can burn. And, uh, so that is this, the species name dioica means two houses because the plant has either a female or male flower. So just like some trees, uh, or flowering bushes, uh, will have a male and a female, uh, uh, component. Uh, so does stinging nettle. The pharmacopeial grade stinging nettle herb, uh, leaf, flower, and stem, has to be collected during uh, a specific period, and that's when there's flowers present. And it cannot contain less than eighteen percent water-soluble extracts. All right, so two percent stem. Uh, and other quantitative standards have to meet those particular standards in order for them to be herbal medicines. Uh, So you can wildcraft your own stinging nettle, uh, but if you're using it for specific uh, health issues, then there are uh, very specific standards, a specific time of harvesting. Um, Botanical identity needs to be confirmed by um, what's called TLC or thin layer chromatography. And they use both macroscopic and microscopic authentication since 1996 if they're using stinging nettle as a medicine. So the German pharmacopoeia and the German pharmaceutical codex require similar standards on an ongoing basis for both the water-soluble and the ethanol extract of stinging nettle. <clears throat> There's a monograph from the German pharma- pharmacopoeia, the ESCOP monograph, that requires that the uh, materials comply with these particular standards. Both the Swiss and the German pharmacopoeia have exacting standards for uh, for stinging nettle because it is used as a botanical medicine. And um, Herb and leaf are mostly used. The root is used, but has very different properties, and we're not going to talk about that today. So we're just going to focus on the leaves and the stems, which are very <laughs> tricky to gather if you're out there and you've found the plant You and you think, oh, I'm going to gather some stinging nettle. Nan, Nan was going, you know, off about it. She's just having a wild time talking about stinging nettle, and I think I'm going to get some, and then you end up hurting yourself because it's a, it's a pretty, um, pr- it, it has its own protective mechanism, obviously. So it's quite spiny. Um, and, um, but you can do it, wear gloves <laughs> and, uh, it can be, um, quite a boon. So stinging nettle herb has been used since the ancient times. Greek physicians, Dioscarides and Galen, so first century and uh, 130 to 200 um, uh, after the Common Error. Both report uh, nettle leaf had diuretic and very gentle laxative action. Uh, it was used during those times for different kinds of asthma and pleurisy. Um, and it was also used for what they called spleen-related illness, which has really a lot to do with digestion. Um, Roman naturalist Pliny the Elder uh, reported hemostatic properties, so that it acted on the blood. In traditional African medicine, the herb is used as a snuff powder for nosebleeds or also for um, women for excessive menstruation. And it was also used in um, traditional African medicine uh, to treat internal bleeding. It's been applied on birds, uh, it is, um, it's been used in Ayurveda uh, for um, hemorrhage, uterine hemorrhage, uh, eruptions on the skin, uh, infantile and psychologic um, and psychogenic eczema, so e- eczema that's, that comes out from stress or eczema that comes out from some allergic reaction, both uh it's also taken as a syrup or a tincture to treat um urticaria which is a uh, rash and it can also be used internally t- to treat itself if you got nettle rash <laughs> so so you can use the herb to stop the herb rash <laughs> it's a really um interesting juxtaposition there stinging nettle is also widely used in north american um, Aboriginal medicines, uh, the original people of Turtle Island, um, they used it as an anti-rheumatic drug, so for joints and swelling of the joints. It's used often in traditional Native American, uh, medicine, uh, by the women for, uh, gynecological issues, mostly bleeding issues. It's um, also taken as a water infusion tea during childbirth to relax the muscles and help deliver the child. The plant juice is taken by pregnant women who are overdue, and the tips of the plant are chewed by women during labor to, again, support and help the muscles to relax for the safe passage of the child. And in Germany, stinging nettle is licensed as a standard medicinal tea for as a diuretic. It's also used as a component of prepared medicines intended uh, to uh, work on rheumatic ailments or, you know, uh, arthritic joints. Great for irrigation therapy in inflammatory conditions of the lower urinary tract, used historically as a diuretic, still used today in modern Germany and France and Europe uh, as a gentle diuretic. Stinging nettle herb is used in homeopathy uh, in treatment of uh, rashes, uh, herpes, eczema. Uh, hypersensitive reactions to skin and joints and burns. And in the United States, stinging nettle is used as a component in a wide range of dietary supplements. Uh, It's often used during and following childbirth and during lactation. Uh, It's found in a lot of women's tonic formulas. It's prescribed by naturopathic physicians and licensed acupuncturists as a component in formulas to treat hay fever and other allergies. Modern clinical studies have investigated the use of stinging nettle to treat uh, allergic rhinitis, uh, rheumatic complaints, acute arthritis, as a diuretic, and also for uh, BPH. So I wanted to share some of the clinical trials on stinging nettle. There are several excellent, gold-standard, double-blind, randomized clinical trials using um, extracts of stinging nettle, and I want to share that all with you because I find it really interesting and it gives uh, lots of credibility for this weed herb, if you will. So the first uh, was a double-blind randomized study with 98 individuals that had allergic rhinitis and it compared a freeze-dried stinging nettle herb powder with placebo. Um, 69 individuals completed the study. Assessment was based on daily symptoms. Uh, um, they took a diary um, and they recorded their um, symptoms uh, at their follow-up visits one week after the therapy. The extract was rated higher than placebo uh, in the diary data. However, stinging nettle was rated slightly better. The study reported that the extract produced positive, though limited results in the treatment of allergic rhinitis, and that was published in 1990. There's another study that i I was very interested in, which was relative to C-reactive protein. This is a multi-center randomized clinical trial with 152 patients. Um, They had degenerative rheumatic diseases. They were given one and a half grams of uh, dried nettle herb. And um, they reported through subjective uh, symptomology reports, uh, and 70% of the patients said that after three weeks, they observed um, very much relieved symptomology. In another open randomized study, 40 patients with acute arthritis compared the effects of stinging nettle herb combined with... Um, sub-therapeutic doses of uh, the drug diclofenac, which is an anti-inflammatory, against full uh, dose of diclofenac. Half of the patients took 50 milligrams of nettle and 50 milligrams of diclofenac, and the other uh, half in the study took 200 milligrams of diclofenac. Thirty-seven patients completed the study, assessment was based on decrease in elevated acute phase protein, C-reactive protein, which is an inflammatory enzyme, and clinical signs. Um, Physical impairment, subjective pain, pressure pain, all of those were taken into consideration during the trial. All assessments were done on a verbal rating scale from zero to four, In both groups, the median scores improved about 70% relative to the initial value. There were only minor adverse effects that occurred during treatment, and the authors concluded that stinging nettle herb may enhance NSAID's anti-rheumatic effectiveness and that further investigation was needed. So using a smaller dose of diclofenac but using it in combination with stinging nettle had a similar effect to full dose of diclofenac. Very interesting study. Um, stinging <clears throat> nettle for treatment of benign prosthetic hyperplasia. This is one of my favorite all-time double-blind placebo-controlled crossover studies. It was published in the Journal of Herbal Pharmacotherapy. Um, stinging nettle of course, we now know is used as herbal medicine in uh, Europe and it's used to treat urinary tract infections. It's a very kind of low level kind of entryway, uh, herbal medicine for very mild urinary tract infections. Um, this clinical trial took place in Iran and had a double-blinded, randomized, placebo-controlled crossover over study. Subjects were aged between 55 to 72 years, and they had a 1 to 3-year history of uh, lower urinary tract symptoms uh, with um, uh, benign prosthetic hyperplasia. The study medication consisted of a standardized extract of stinging nettle root. Um, they had a 120 milligram dose and a 360 milligram dose, or a placebo. So they had, you know, they had three groups altogether. They took the capsules three of three times a day with their meals for six months. And at the end of the trial, subjects were unblinded. Subjects in the placebo group were allowed to voluntarily cross over to the stinging, stinging nettle treatment for up to an 18-month follow-up study. And low, the subjects receiving the study medication were allowed to continue treatment during that follow-up study. And of the 621 subjects that were rec- recruited, 558 completed the trial. No subjects withdrew due to any adverse effects from the study medication, and after six months, subjects who received the stinging nettle extract had significantly decreased scores compared with subjects receiving just the placebo. The scores indicated a 40% decrease in the symptoms of the study medication group and a 9% decrease in symptoms of the placebo group. So, big difference there peak urinary flow rate improved by 77% from baseline for the study medication. And (laughs) believe it or not, in the placebo group, there was an improvement in peak flow volume um, up to 31%, which is funny. People know they're in a study, they think they're getting the drug, and for some reason their urinary peak flow improved. (laughs) The post-void residual urine, so if there's anything, you know, if you feel like you haven't completed, was significantly improved in the study medication group compared with placebo. There was no uh, significant difference in, um, PVR in the placebo group after six months of treatment. And in addition, prostate size significantly decreased from baseline in the study medication group. Uh, did not change in the placebo group. After 18th month follow up, all symptoms were significantly improved in subjects receiving the sting- stinging nettle extract compared to subjects who never received treatment of the herb. Um, symptoms in the subjects who received the placebo and then crossed over to receive. Um, the stinging nettle improved and their symptoms improved greatly. Uh, the results are just preliminary, of course, up to 18 months of taking stinging nettle with no negative side effects. Uh, it might substantially improve lower, lower urinary tract symptoms in men with uh, benign prosthetic hyperplasia. What was really interesting about this study, though, is that their PSA values didn't change at all. So, what that says is that there's other mechanisms of action that stinging nettle works on to improve urine flow, uh, uh, retention of urine, comfort, etc. So uh, it's, a, it's, it's great, I mean, a lot of people who are saying, well, what about your PSA levels? Well, there are other things that can have an effect on PSA levels. But it's nice to know that your symptom overall symptomology can safely and effectively be um, managed with stinging nettle. And it's also very effective for women, so it's, it's not just, stinging nettle is not just for men. <laughs> stinging nettle is great for issues um, related uh, with urinary tract symptomology for women. Okay, so that's our favorite things, if you will, for, uh, for this episode. I uh, hope you really enjoyed it. I certainly love talking about stinging nettle. Stinging nettle, great diuretic, gentle, um, and um, fantastic for what we call the lower burner. Everything from the navel down has a wonderful impact on whether you're a woman or a man. And um, there's definitely a lot of structure about how stinging nettle is collected, when it's collected, and turned into uh, herbal medicine. So, okay, well, I hope everyone um, enjoyed our little conversation on stinging nettle. And if you're if you're wondering who I am, and you're just tuning in now, um, my name is Nan, and I've had a complementary and alternative health and herbal clinic for more than 30 years. Uh, focused on difficult-to-treat conditions, and I've also been a spokesperson and educator in the natural products industry for more than 20 years with some of the more reputable and well-known companies in the industry. Um, I am now fully in my practice, (laughs) 24-7, as the saying goes. Um, And if you'd like to connect with me in person, uh, you can go to my website, www.watersedgewellness.com, Uh, Or you can reach out to me through social media sites, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, I'll be doing this podcast four times a month, sharing perspectives of natural health and healing. I'll be interviewing key people and thought leaders in the natural products industry and also in natural and alternative medicine to hear their knowledgeable perspectives. And if you don't mind, please subscribe to and like if you will, our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok pages, um, and share our podcast with interested um, friends and family. And let us know if there's something you'd like me uh, to talk about, or if there's something you're curious about, uh, please add some comments in the social media sites, and I'll absolutely respond in kind. And with that, I'll say take good care of yourself, and I hope to see you real soon. Well, Super Sleuths, we've conducted a very thorough investigation of this case, and we've learned a lot. Fran, you can show us the way home now. What are you doing? Whoa! Fran, you're amazing! We're home! Tune in again for the next Supplement Sleuth Adventure. Take good care, and Fran and I will see you soon. Say goodbye, Fran.